Sometimes going to the grocery store can be chaotic. There doesn't seem to be enough time to check the list, make sure everything is there, search for the best prices, and take the time to make sure you get the best quality meat. So let ButcherBox help you out. Giving you peace of mind, ButcherBox delivers high-quality meat and seafood that you can trust straight to your door. No grocery carts required. Humanely raised, no antibiotics or hormones, 100% grass-fed, free-range, and crate-free, what more can you ask for? What about free shipping, customized box plans, exclusive member deals, recipe inspirations, tips, and tricks? You really can't go wrong with ButcherBox. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breasts, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and use code morning cup to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. There were two more murders 15 miles away. We have a weird described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. This podcast is often filled with facts on victim numbers and motives behind serial killings. On December 2nd, 2012, a man killed himself in prison, leaving investigators and the world to forever wonder just how many victims he had and why he committed these crimes. So if you like your coffee hot, but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. On March 13, 2012, a man was arrested in Lufkin, Texas, after using the debit card of a murder victim named Samantha Cohing. This man, Israel Keyes, shocked police when he made confessions that linked him to not just the murder of Samantha, but countless others. So, who was Israel Keyes? Born on January 7, 1978, in Richmond, Utah, Keyes was raised in a strict religious home. His parents were Mormon and homeschooled their children and attended a Christian identity church known for its racist and anti-Semitic views. According to later confessions, Keyes began his dark criminal activity when he raped a young girl in Oregon sometime between 1996 and 1998. He claimed that he separated her from her friends, raped her, and chose not to kill her, However, there are no police reports filed that could corroborate this story. But this was just the beginning. From 1998 to 2001, Keyes served in the U.S. Army. He was honorably discharged at the rank of specialist and by 2007 had started his own construction business in Alaska and would travel all over the United States for various reasons. However, these trips were not financed by his construction business, like most assumed. They were paid for with money Keyes earned during bank robberies. And he wasn't done there. It was on those trips that Keyes would pack up small kits containing everything he needed to commit the perfect murder and bury them all around the U.S. Inside these kits were money, weapons, and tools needed for disposal. His murder kits are buried all over the United States, and there is no way of knowing how many or where they all are. Some have been found in Alaska and New York, but he admitted there are some in Washington, Wyoming, Texas, and Arizona. He would fly into an area, 
rent a car paid for with cash, drive hundreds of miles to find victims, bury his murder kit, abduct, kill, dispose, and immediately leave the state. He chose victims he found in remote areas like parks or campgrounds, and if targeting a home, made sure there was an attached garage, no car in the driveway, no children or dogs. He had no victim profile to predict. He killed far away from home and never in the same area twice. He did this for years, completely undetected. That was until he broke his own rules and abducted a woman from his own hometown in Anchorage, Alaska. On February 2nd, 2012, Israel Keyes kidnapped 18-year-old Samantha Koenig. He had plans to grab her and her boyfriend, but while waiting for him, decided to just take her. Her abduction was captured on surveillance video, and a massive search for the girl began almost immediately. Unfortunately, they were too late. Keyes took the girl to a shed at his home, sexually assaulted, and then strangled her to death. He then left and went on a two-week cruise. The manhunt for Samantha continued as her body lay in the shed undetected. When he came back, he posed her body next to a four-day-old issue of the Anchorage Daily News in an effort to make her appear alive and demanded a $30,000 ransom from her family. He then dismembered her body and threw it into Mountainuska Lake. A month later, the usually careful killer made another mistake. He used Samantha Koenig's debit card at a Texas ATM and allowed his rental car to be photographed by its camera. Which brings us full circle with his arrest in March of 2012. Now in custody, he began admitting to some of his murders. He admitted to killing four in Washington, at least one in New York, one in New Jersey, and two in Vermont. However, between 2004 and 2012, Keyes made 35 trips across the country. They have made attempts to connect him to missing and cold cases in these areas, an attempt that is still ongoing. Samantha Koenig's body was found on April 2nd, which enabled police to charge him with her kidnapping and murder. He was indicted on April 18th. While awaiting trial and a full investigation into his potential victims were just beginning, Israel Keyes made one last move to ensure that no one would ever know the extent of his murders. On December 2, 2012, Israel Keyes cut his wrists and strangled himself with a bed sheet. Underneath his body was a four-page suicide note that offered no further information on his crimes. Police are still trying to figure out just how many victims died at the hands of the well-planned and meticulous serial killer. But, more than likely, we will never know how many people Israel Keyes killed. When asked prior to his suicide why he did it, he responded, Why not? Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on December 3rd. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime-obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. This episode is sponsored by the game Best Fiends. We talk about some heavy stuff day-to-day on Morning Cup of Murder, And while we all love learning about the dark side of society, sometimes we need a little reprieve. 
Lately, I've been obsessed with playing Best Fiends. It is a fun and casual game filled with engaging puzzles to keep your brain entertained. When episodes get too dark and I need a break or find myself waiting in the parking lot on a school run, it's my go-to. Best part? It doesn't require internet, so you can literally play anywhere. Perfect for traveling. I started playing a couple days ago, and I am currently on level 31, and I'm determined to collect all of the little characters. Oh, and it updates monthly with new levels and challenges, one of which I am in the middle of, so you never lose interest. Engage your brain with fun puzzles and collect tons of cute characters. Trust me, with over 100 million downloads, this five-star rated mobile puzzle game is a must-play. Download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. Remember, that's friends without the R. Best Fiends. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy-to-listen-to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again, and have a wonderful day.